This is Empowered Explant, the podcast helping women ditch their breast implants with confidence. I'm Dana Mersica, a board-certified health and wellness coach and explant warrior. This is the last episode of 2022. Can you believe it? What a year it was. Wow. For me, it was a year filled with accepting and adapting to change, a lot of change, healing, and getting to know the new version of myself the me without breast implants. It was also a year filled with a lot of grieving. And that's what we're going to talk about today because it's such an important part of the explant journey that often gets forgotten about. For those who have already explanted, this episode is to let you know you're not alone in what you may be feeling. For those who haven't explanted yet, this episode is not to scare you, but it is to prepare you. And for all my breasties, this episode is to empower you with tools to help acknowledge and work through your grief and emotions so you can continue to heal inside and out. So a couple of weeks ago, I went to a somatic breathwork workshop. It was a three-hour experience spent in a room with 80 or so women doing various breathing, sound, and movement exercises, all focused around the topic of grief. Let me tell you, the energy in a room filled with 80 women releasing their grief was intense to say the least, but it was also so supportive and safe. It really highlighted to me that no matter our external appearances or how much we look like we have our shit together, once the lights are dimmed, we all feel the same pain. Some of the women got into their feelings really quickly. I heard them crying, yelling, moaning. At first, I thought, I must be doing something wrong because all I'm feeling is distracted. My squirrel brain was running all over the place, from the lady who sounded like she was being tortured to the instrument in the music I thought sounded like a didgeridoo, which I found super amusing because our breathwork teacher was Australian. So clearly, yes, my head was distracted to say the least. I was laying there unable to connect to my own pain or feelings. And I thought, huh, maybe I'm healed. Maybe I've got nothing left to feel right now. Okay, cool. So I decided to get out of my head and stop criticizing my experience and just surrender to it, to be okay to whatever this experience was for me. So I came back to my breath and 20 minutes later, it hit me. It hit me. Tears were running down my face. I was shaking. Uh, It was like my heart had burst wide open. I felt everything. And it wasn't all bad. Actually, a lot of it was really beautiful, but there was some deep, deep pain. I recognized how deeply I've been grieving this past year over the loss of my relationship, losses in my family, and what was less obvious, the loss of who I was with implants and who I was before implants. You see, explanting wasn't just about saying goodbye to my breast implants. I was also saying goodbye to an entire version of myself, the me who I had known most of my adult life. Explanting doesn't just change you physically. It transforms your entire being. Like I said in the last episode, my boobs were so big, they had their own personality. 
And for a long time, they were a part of my identity. When I walked into a room, my boobs stepped in first. Honestly, there was, there was a certain power I felt when I demanded the male gaze. After being cheated on by my ex-husband with multiple women, it made me feel good to be wanted. And then my, my long-term boyfriend only ever knew me with implants. He met me at a pool in bikinis. My double Ds were a part of our relationship. They were a part of our sex life. It's how he knew me, which is why it's so sadly fitting that our relationship ended when I explanted. It was like the end of a whole chapter of my life that I had to say goodbye to. And not only that, but I had to say goodbye to the life I thought I was going to have. The one I had visualized in my mind for so long with that person. I was now grieving the past, the present, and the future. I also realized I was grieving the loss of my OG boobs. That's the ones I had before implants. I didn't feel any grief or remorse when I got my implants because at the time, I was glad to see my natural self gone. I thought I'd made a great decision and upgraded myself. But after explanting, I grieve what I lost over a decade ago. After surgery, I would look in the mirror and feel so deeply sad for getting implants to begin with because I missed what my original breasts looked like. I remember how much I really used to love them and how great they used to feel and how I had all of my sensation and I didn't have stretch marks and they were lovely and small and perky and great. I had the best natural boobs and I still cry thinking about what I lost. The crazy thing is, this is the first time in my life that I felt insecure being naked. I was super confident topless both before implants and with implants until that is the last year I had them when they were really stretching my skin and causing issues. But now, as much as I'm so happy to be natural again, and I really do love my new size, I have insecurities about being topless, which just amplifies the feeling of grieving. Uh, I'll share this with you all. Um, a little earlier this year, I found myself stuck in a really low place and I was diagnosed with depression. This wasn't a new feeling for me. I suffered with depression and anxiety really badly several years ago, but it was kind of a hard pill to swallow being back there and feeling so low, especially after I kind of felt guilty for feeling depressed, especially after, you know, being so excited about explanting and feeling great, having my health back, having so many positives. I'm like, why am I depressed? What is going on? Why am I feeling down about this? And the thing is, it's like, I, I wasn't really down about my new breasts. I, I don't feel sad about them. But I think it was just a combination of everything I had gone through. And I, I, I realized, I knew that this depression I was feeling was a sign that I had a lot of unresolved healing to do. There's just so much more beyond just explanting that we need to acknowledge through this journey. And I hadn't allowed myself the time to grieve. I moved to a new city. 
I dove headfirst into a new job and I worked on bringing this podcast to life, which I'm so glad that I did, but I just didn't really leave any time and space for myself. I wasn't intentionally ignoring my emotions. I just didn't realize how much I really needed to just stop and give myself a hug. And that's the difficult thing with grief. It will stay there persistently waiting until it's acknowledged and nurtured. People often mistake grieving for regret. If I feel sad or emotional, does that mean I regret my explant? Does that mean I want to go back? Does that mean I'm not happy with what I've got now? Absolutely not, at least not in my case. And in many cases, those who say they regret explant surgery likely have layers of unacknowledged and unresolved emotion going back probably years, well before even getting their breast implants to begin with. Uh, Quite often, you know, they weren't happy naturally. They weren't happy with implants. And now they're not happy after explanting. Many of them, in my opinion, are likely stuck in a state of grieving and don't even know it. All of these unidentified feelings and emotions can turn into regret and regret eats away at you. Whether it's regret of explanting or regret of getting implants to begin with, regret comes with things like blame and negative self-talk and guilt. And you're basically just beating yourself up, which is not leading anywhere beneficial. You know, I was actually feeling guilty for grieving the loss of my larger breasts. I hated how sick my implants made me and feel so bad for how they physically hurt my body. So how could I grieve for such things? It's like being sad after ending a toxic relationship. You know it wasn't good for you. So why are you even tripping? You know, I I just want to riff on that for a little second because I this doesn't mean that I miss my breast implant. I don't miss my breast implants at all. I don't even miss having massive boobs. I don't miss having massive size double D boobs that were difficult to fit into clothes and um, made just everything extra difficult and uncomfortable, like sleeping and getting massages and doing yoga and being in the gym and all of these things, running so many things that I couldn't do comfortably with my large breasts. And, you know, that's the thing. I don't miss them. I love being the size that I am now. So it, I had, I've really had all of these conflicting thoughts and feelings. And it was like this internal battle within myself like, okay, if I don't miss them, if I really wouldn't want them back, why do I grieve for them? Why do I have these feelings of sadness? What is going on? And so ah, it can just become this frustrating battle within yourself. And then you start kind of judging yourself and self-criticizing for having these feelings to begin with. And it was only in that somatic breathwork workshop two weeks ago that I finally gave myself permission to grieve. I finally said, you know what? It's okay for me to feel these things. And I want you to give yourself permission to grieve too, whatever that looks like for you. You're allowed to miss the way your breasts were before. 
either before implants or with implants. You're allowed to miss the confidence they gave you or the sexiness you felt. You're allowed to feel emotional about this transition for whatever reason or for no reason. You can feel all these things without meaning that you want your implants back or that you don't accept yourself the way you are now. You are not betraying the current version of yourself by grieving the past version of yourself. Allow yourself to feel so you can move through the grief. Bottling it up, denying it, pushing it down, it only causes it to fester and then it can manifest itself in your body physically. Um, It's actually pretty crazy because the symptoms, oh, wait till you hear this list of symptoms. So allowing all these feelings to fester inside you can cause symptoms like fatigue and energy loss, headaches and body aches, digestive issues, weight gain, weight loss, sleep issues, weakened immune system, brain fog or memory loss, and hair loss. Crazy, right? A lot of these, as you know, they cross over with symptoms of breast implant illness, which is why it's so, so important to not only go on a journey of physical healing after explant, but also an emotional one. Speaking of emotions, grief can bring forward a lot of them. I already touched on regret, but it can also bring up blame, anger, anxiety, depression, and guilt. And grief can also bring up good feelings like joy, relief, and gratitude. Particularly, these good feelings start to happen when you begin to acknowledge and nurture your grief. And the more you allow it and move through it, the more you start to see the narrative shift. I am personally happy to report that I came out of my depression. But first, I had to let myself be in it, and that was really hard. I had to not be afraid of those feelings, but instead get to know them and understand why they were there and what they were telling me. I had to allow myself to grieve, and I still grieve, and that's okay. So I want to share with you 11 tools that I've used and I I recommend for moving through these emotions and also the physical effects that they can also cause. And these have been super helpful for me. The first one is mindfulness. I'm a big fan of mindfulness. Um, I love mindfulness-based stress reduction, which is also known as MBSR. This is a skill that will allow you to begin understanding and managing your emotions, as well as regulating the stress hormones that cause the physical symptoms of grief. Um, Secondly is meditation and prayer. Now, these tie into mindfulness, but they deserve to be highlighted because they really helped me trust that the dark days were only temporary. Number three is getting the right amount of quality rest. It's a game changer. Aim for at least eight hours of sleep every night. And if that's a struggle for you, I recommend paying attention to your evening routine, especially Uh, some things that can help are using guided meditations to help you drift off decluttering your room, getting sunlight in the morning, using lavender oil on your pillow, and switching off technology two hours before sleep. Mm -hmm. I know most people struggle with that last one, but it's really important. And it leads me into the next, which is take a break from social media. 
We all know that shit can be toxic, especially when you are feeling off balance. Uh, The next, eat the right amount of nutritious food and focus on gut health. Your gut is your second brain and it has a lot to do with balancing feel-good hormones, okay? And cut down on alcohol and sugar. Yes, I know they are the two things you typically crave most when you feel like crap, but trust me, they will sink you deeper into your funk. All right, number seven, get outside because nature is so good for you and just great for your mind, body, and soul. Number eight is guided breath work, such as the workshop that I talked about earlier, the one that I attended. It was led by Steph Siffendoss. They actually hold them monthly and you can attend virtually so you could be located anywhere. I'll link to their events in the show notes. Number nine, more self-care. More baths, more skincare, more journaling, more reading good books, more music, more dancing, and daily exercise. Even if it's just a really small amount, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Uh, Number, where am I at? Number 10, join a support group where you can safely share your feelings. Community is everything. There are some good Facebook groups for this, but there are Also some that are not very good for this and can leave you feeling worse, so please be selective. Our Empowered Explant Facebook group is a safe, encouraging space, and the women in there are so, so lovely, so please come on in and join us. There's a link in the show notes. You will be so welcomed. And number 11 is therapy. Most people need some form of therapy at some point in their life, and most people have also never done therapy. This is so helpful for working through deep emotions in a way that's guided and safe. All right, that was a list, I know. You may think that's a lot. I don't have time for all that. And honestly, that likely means that you need it even more. Not making time for myself and my healing was what led me into a depression. So I had to create time by setting boundaries. I had to stop overworking and undernourishing. And you don't need to do all the things that I listed at once. Just pick a couple that feel good to begin with and come back to them consistently. Listen, unfortunately, there is no timeline on grief or any of the emotions that we feel after explanting. We all process and move through it differently. Uh, And I think that that's what makes the emotional part of this journey so much more complex than the physical part of this journey. The most important thing that you can do is go at your own pace, honor where you are at, and keep showing up for yourself. And because this was a really just deep topic, and, um, and I know it was a lot I want to leave you with a little mantra. All right, settle in. Let's do this. I am patient with my healing process. I feel my angels holding me today as I grieve what I have lost and who I no longer am. I accept what I cannot change and find the courage to change the things that I can. My life has purpose, and I live today in compassion and love. 
It was an important part of my healing process to share this with you before the end of the year as a form of closure for myself. To leave the pain behind in 2022 and move into 2023 feeling even lighter. There are a lot of emotions that we feel on this journey and it's not something that should make you feel afraid to explant or change your decision to explant. Explanting is still the best thing that I could have ever possibly done for myself and I would never go back on that decision. I'm so happy with my body and my healing progress and my health, but it is a lot. It is a lot and I think that being open about these feelings that I experienced and being open about my journey and what a lot of women feel can be really helpful so that you can actually prepare for this so that you aren't blindsided by it when you're in it kind of like I was and I'd seen I was kind of in this state of expecting the best all the time and not really preparing for these things these these feelings caught me off guard and I think if you can at least know that they could be something that you may feel you may not <laughs> you may not at all but in case they are when they do present themselves you're not unaware of it they don't take you by surprise as much and you're like oh okay these sound familiar cool I know what to do with them I really hope it was helpful. If this resonated with you or you have follow-up questions, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me a DM on Instagram at Dana Mercica. And it would really mean the world to me if you would rate the podcast and share this episode with someone who may need to hear this. And I will be back next week for the first episode of 2023, which will be lighter, brighter, and filled with the energy we all need for a magical new year. Peace out, 2022.